Yanmar trying to get it towards the empty net. He dives. He scores. Hat trick. Game seven. Yanmar. Live from the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios and live at LVSportsNetwork.com. And he comes, fakes. He scores. Mark Stone, shorthanded goal. Took the goal off its pegs. Lost his stick, but more room to pump his fist. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Your destination for inside access with the team, exclusive player interviews, and breaking news from around the National Hockey League. Here are your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. That Dan Duva call about Yanmark and the hat trick in Game 7, that just... just that makes the hair on my arms stand up. And I don't even have a lot of hair on my arms. I'm not a hairy person, and it's still standing up. It's it's, it's awesome. Uh, Duva Duva driving around. He's always uh, he's always listening to the show. Duva, give us a call. Like when when you're doing that, I tried to get him to just uh, just randomly pick up the phone and give us a shout and uh, and chime in because uh, he's a great resource. With this, did an uh, awesome job last night. Did a couple of TV games uh, during this preseason, and he'll have the call along with Gary Lawless on Fox Sports Las Vegas and the BGK Radio Network as the Golden Knights. Uh, get into this fifth season. The unfortunate thing is we don't get to hear the full call in that highlight because it's ob- it obviously has to be edited for, for time. But the entire call, because there's more to it, is fantastic. I think I, I think I have it. It's either there, there's there's two different clips that it could be. So I'm not sure which one it is. I don't want to just play it and, and, and not be the right one, but it's an intro. No, 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 no. To the show. No, but I pulled the the, the actual highlight to, to send to production. But we we only hear an edited version of the call. The entire call is is just great. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you're turning this into a thing. Ryan, can you say this? It's not a thing. Yeah, I got nothing, man. I, I don't know. <laughs> What's the thing? Uh, top five at five. Uh, we have hot takes that we're going to get into today. And I also have the story from Chapman at today's BGK media availability, which turned into a thing. And it turned into a thing with everybody in the room. All the media, Dave Gosher, Ashley Vice, myself, the only people that weren't really involved was uh, was Pete DeBoer, Jake Blasition, and Keaton Golazar. But everybody else, it was all about Chapman, and you won't believe the story that uh, that, that came out of it. Uh, we also uh, have some news to tell you about. Uh, one-timers coming up and uh, the Jack Eichel situation, uh, front and center on that. But uh, the New York Rangers and the New Jersey Devils are playing today in preseason play, and there's a, a situation, Ryan, involving... Ryan Reeves and P.K. Subban. Yeah, so uh, Ryan Reeves left the game in the first period with an apparent left leg injury. He will not return to the game. Uh, Subban, Reeves, they went into the corner. Subban skate clips Reeves' right leg. Reeves goes down awkwardly. The entire Rangers bench is pretty pretty frustrated right now with P.K. Subban. There have been many discussions oh, over they're the ticked course off. of... Oh yeah, over the course of the of the first period, uh, it, just trying to get PK Subban to engage in a fight. Uh, off of the opening faceoff in the second period, Chris Kreider jumped PK Subban. Subban would not fight. Um, two and a ten for Kreider. Two minutes on sportsmanlike conduct for PK Subban, and tempers are still uh, at a boiling point between these two clubs. Did you think it was a dirty play? Yeah, I, I mean, I don't think it was intentional. I, obviously, the end result on the on the play is is 
not a good one because Ryan Reeves is injured. But um, I think that, you know, P.K. Subban is trying to go into the corner, make a hockey play, um, and their legs clip. Slewfoot, yes, intentional. I don't know that I'm there. There's there's a feeling out there that P.K. can be a little dirty, a little cheap sure. yeah. across the line. Not not the most physical guy, but uh, can can be in that area. I can see how you would jump to that conclusion if that's your take on this particular play. And Ryan, if you can just tweet that out uh, for for everybody or retweet it uh, from the the clip that you sent us. I I don't think this is a play where PK Subban was uh, intending any harm on Ryan Reeves. The puck was there. I think he was uh, moving his foot uh, in relation to trying to control the puck, and he inadvertently slew footed. Ryan Reeves. I, I don't think that there was any malicious intent. And I also back PK for not having to fight after it, no matter how angry the New York Rangers are. Like, don't you don't have to give into that. If you don't believe you did anything wrong, then you don't have to fight and answer anything, especially in a preseason game. In fact, yeah. uh, if I was Lindy Ruff, I might shut PK down and just say, get get out of here before this thing gets out of hand. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't blame you. I I think that, you know, if you're in a situation and you don't want to fight, you shouldn't have to. You shouldn't be forced to answer the bell, uh, especially in preseason. I, I understand why the Rangers, uh, the guys playing the game, are furious at P.K. Subban. But, I mean, the onus isn't on P.K. Subban to change their mind, really. Um, and it's also not on, on him to fight or, or answer the bell because – you know, the Rangers have made up in their mind that this was an intentionally dirty play. So it'll be interesting to see how the rest of the game goes. Yeah, we'll see what the uh, the follow-up is to that. We also have two tickets to watch the Vegas Golden Knights and Seattle Kraken launch their seasons. And for the Kraken, the franchise, next Tuesday at T-Mobile Arena, you want to go to that game? Uh, we will give those tickets away at some point this hour on the VGK Insider Show. But we start things off with our hot takes, top five at five. What's today's number? Hmm. There it is. What number is that? Five. Five. Five is the number of the day. Hot takes. Ryan Wallace, lead us off, pal, with number five. Okay, so Alexander Ovechkin is sitting on 730 goals. He is aiming to take down Wayne Gretzky's goal-scoring record, 894. For Alexander Ovechkin to do that, he's got to, in my opinion, at least put a 40-goal season on the board at some point in the next five years because that's how long he's under contract for. His best opportunity, his best chance is going to be in his age 36 season. So my top five, number five hot take this year is that Alexander Ovechkin will score at least 40 goals this year. It's a 40-goal season at age 36 for Alexander Ovechkin, something that has only been done three other times in NHL history. Timu Solani had 48, Phil Esposito had 42, and Brendan Shanahan had 40. I didn't know Brendan Shanahan was part of that group. He is? Huh. Look at uh, you, Learn, learning something every day. This is awesome. Uh, I, As a hot take, I think you're selling yourself short. I think he can score 50. Got, I got to go higher. That's yeah. that's where you want me to go. Yeah. I, okay, I, think here. He, I, can, I think he can score 50 with the motivation that he has to catch Wayne Gretzky. 
then I will I will amend it to be as hot of a take as possible. I'm not going to 50, but I'm going to say Alex, Alexander Ovechkin matches Timu Solani at 48 goals. That's 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 as hot of a take as I'm willing to go. Beautiful. I, I'm I'm right there with you. I think it's uh, it's very cool, and it's going to be one of those uh, charts that we're going to watch on a nightly basis as he as he climbs up uh, and gets closer and closer to uh, Mr. Howe and then uh, Wayne Gretzky. Chapman, what do you have for your number five, top five at five, hot take? Okay. For the fourth time in the last 10 years, a Russian goalie will win the Vezina Trophy. However, it's not the one that you guys would probably think would win the Vezina Trophy. Is this the research that you did today? I did a little bit of research on it, yes. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is the research that most people think it's Andre Vasilevsky? No, no, that's not the oh, research. Okay. No. Right. So you're saying it won't be Andre Vasilevsky? It will be a Russian goalie, but it not will be Andre not Andre Vasilevsky. It will be yep. Semyon Varlamov will win the Vezina Trophy. I'm all in on the Islanders. I said they're the second best team in the league. In order for that to hold true, Semyon Varlamov will have to have a very, very good season. In fact, he will have to have probably an elite season. He finished sixth last year in voting for the Vezina Trophy. And in 2013-14, he finished second in the for, in the voting for the Vezina Trophy. Uh, he had a phenomenal goals against average, almost under two. It was 2.04 last season. His save percentage was 0.929%. Okay, you, you like him. But how much research did you really do into this? Well, I had to look up where he finished last year and what his numbers were and, and things like that. Did you look at any part of their season this year? What do you mean look at any part of their season? They, they're they're going to play a full schedule? Yeah. And the first 13 games are on the road. That's fine. They're, they're, they're a really good team. That's not going to matter. They're not going to go 0 13 in those in those 13 games. No, but that's, oh, that's really there. It is. That's the hot take. That that derails you from an individual award is getting off to that and that and great and start. what if, what if they start 10 and three? Hold, hold on, in hold those on, 13 on, games, Chapman. Chapman. How many games does Varlamov have to play to to kind of be in contention for the Vesna? Do you think? Uh probably close to 60. Yeah, I don't think that happens either. Ilya Sorokin is is making four million dollars a year, and Varlamov is making five. Like that is as well, true a tandem as but, you're going to but find. We're, we're making hot takes. That gets, it's, it's, I don't think uh, he gets to say. Well, that's certainly a hot take because I don't yeah. think it's realistic. Well, I mean, isn't that the whole purpose of hot takes? Hot take or not oh. take? Well, I, I, I'm that's a that's a not take. That's a not take. He, he, he's going to get yeah. the games. He I don't think Sor- Sorokin's going to get that's enough. What Barry, to, to that's take what it Barry away. does. Barry trots platoons as goalies. Yeah, listen. No, you I, listen. I, I'm 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 all in on this. So <laughs> you're and all in on on a guy that's going to play maybe maybe 45 games. If if he if he gets 60 games, if he gets 60 games and his numbers are he's like not. what they were last year, but but if he does, okay. you don't know he's, he's not. not. If it, he does, like, okay, guys, I hate it when Chap- mom and dad fight. Chappy, a, a a hot take is Igor Shosturkin wins the Vesna no, Trophy. No, well, that's not, that's not even going to happen. That's or Sergei Bobrovsky wins. Well, that is after, the hottest of after, hot takes. After I, I don't two even, subpar seasons. I don't even know if Bobrovsky is going to be the number one goalie in Florida. He won in 2013. He won in 2017. 
Does he win in 2021? You see a pattern there? 13, 17, 21, 22? He, he's probably not even the best goalie on his team anymore. You realized it was the wrong year. Yeah, I did. I was. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 I, had to, I had to do a bit of a, an adjustment there. Oh, but but, that's, but the, that's fantastic. It's in the it's in the area. That's that's the hot take there. Uh, okay, my hot take number five. Mm-hmm. Connor McDavid ends up with more assists than the second place player ends up in points in the scoring race. Okay. All right. Um, that's how that's so how think, great he's going to be. You think Connor McDavid is going to have 120 assists? Yep. yep. Wow. And That's he's gonna, a hot take. Uh, and he's going to outduel uh, even his teammate, uh, Dreisaitl. He's going to he's going <laughs> to have more assists than anybody else has points uh, this year. I'm doubling down on my. That's massive. That is a <laughs> massive hot take. It's happened before. Right, look 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 at Wayner for his career. Yeah, I mean, more assists than anybody else uh, has points. I I am very much aware of how great Wayne Gretzky mm-hmm. was in setting guys up and picking up assists. I I think right now, I I can see Connor getting close to a hundred assists. I I mean, I don't know. I guess. I guess. I guess. You want a hot takes? I'll give you a hot take. I will That's also spicy. clarify that I've never in my time in knowing Wayne ever in like when in my conversation with him refer to him as Wayner. Oh only on this show. I think you should. Uh, only on, on this show do I ever call him Wayner. Uh if if he walked through the door, I would not call him Wayner. Okay, so I'm just gonna point this out. So you're saying he's gonna have more assists than the next guy will have points. Yeah. Which yeah. is actually I don't really think it's that hot of a take because last season he had seventy two assists. The only guy who had more points than that was Leon Dreisaitl. Thank you. He had more assists than everyone else had points in the league outside of one guy. Thank you. When was the last time it happened, though? Well, it doesn't. But it, it, listen, that, that, I, that's, that's too much. Hot, that's too much that, research. That's where no, the hot well, take. Well, that's I, where the hot I didn't take know where in. he was going when, when, when you know. But it, it, yeah, it was a long time ago. But he. Okay, in in fairness, though, Nikita Kucherov didn't play in the regular season last year. No. If Nikita Kucherov plays in the regular season, hey. I think that that becomes a more difficult task. Put it on the board and let's see let's see what happens at the end of the year. Oh, Hit it's it going to gonna be ball. really it's going to be really good because I've got a hot take surrounding Connor McDavid, and it's going to be fascinating to see what your reaction to it is going to be, and what our fans react, our listeners' reaction is going to be. Um, and who ultimately is going to end up being right? It's going to be awesome. Okay, Can't so wait. I, as I look at the season before, I actually am leaning a little more on this with Darren because he had 63 assists the year before in 64 games, mm-hmm. and there were a lot of guys who had a lot more than 63 points. So uh, we, we got to go all the way down to 27 and Patrick Laine, who had 63. So... Yeah, that, that 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 would be quite an accomplishment if okay. it's a regular your, your season. Assignment, your yes. assignment is not to do the research during the show right now. <laughs> well, if you're, I don't you're, know. No, 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 no. I'm just just uh, let me speak. Your assignment uh, is to go back and tell me the last time that the that somebody had more assists than anybody else had points. Go through go through it and you've got time. Like you've got a Roomba. You don't even vacuum. You let the robot vacuum. <laughs> So pretend that tonight's your vacuum night, and 
you can do it while the Roomba does not, its No, thing. tonight's not the I'm, – I'm making seared ahi tonight. So, okay. Yeah. Well, then while you're searing, <laughs> do it. Oh, it's quick. It, uh, it's not <laughs> – Oh, boy. Here's the, uh, here's the story for media availability today. And we have uh, two tickets uh, coming up that I'm going to give away shortly. For the Seattle Kraken and the Vegas Golden Knights Tuesday at T-Mobile, we're uh, we're getting ready for the season. The Vegas Golden Knights have played five preseason games, three and two, uh, one back to back, and we gather for the media availability this morning at City National Arena. And in everybody files, Gosher, Ashley Vice, myself, Webster, Goats, there, uh, Steve Carp, uh, who else was uh, was was around? Ben Ben Goats, yeah, is that him? David Shane was in there. David- no, David Shane wasn't there today. He was. Was he? Yeah. Oh. Uh, so we have uh, everybody. Uh, your buddy from The Athletic was there uh, as well. Jesse. Jesse. Uh, and Dan Jesse, Duva. Jesse yeah. actually saw it. Uh, saw my Duva was there. And, and, and here comes Chapman. And he's wearing a Jaws T-shirt. <laughs> Gosher liked nice. it, I think. Nice. Gosher was making fun of you. I don't think Gosher would make fun by, of me. By, by, by talking about it. So we go through the media availability, and I've kind of been noticing this for a little bit, but uh, somebody brought it to my attention. Like Chapman asked these questions in the, in the media availability, going back to the beginning of the franchise. But he, he doesn't write anything down. Like, who's he asking the question for? Is it this show? Because we don't pull cl- – like he never comes in with clips for us that, from the questions that he's asked – uh, we at least I don't know about it. So finally, I asked him today. I'm like, "Do you even have a notepad?" Because I never see him write anything down. Lo and behold, what happened? I pull out a notepad, and Gosher replies, "Did they have a sale at like Office Depot?" And I said, "Yeah, I think so." Yeah. <laughs> As, as a matter of fact, they did. <laughs> so it's a brand new notepad. Like, we didn't even plan this. He pulls out a brand new notepad. Now, this is after Pete DeBoer has spoken, coach of the Vegas Gold Knights. <laughs> if you were going to break in your brand new notepad, it would probably be with the head coach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How many things did you write down? From the head coach. Well, I, I tweeted out a few no, things no, no, from, no. from Pete. How yeah. many things None. did you I write? didn't write down anything. Did you crack open the notebook? No, I did no. not. No. So then we, I, we, with the backing of the entire media, who gets right on board with, with how much Chapman's writing or not. It it, it, it it became a thing inside the, the media conference. <laughs> I like how the truth always gets exaggerated. I said, did you get the, a pen with the notepad? No, he brought that from work because they're free from work, the pens. And he took notes during Keegan Colasar and Jake Lasician's media conference. But I had to have him show me the notes because I was convinced he was just writing his grocery list down. Well, I did have to go grocery shopping after after practice. (laughs) So Chapman actually did show up today with a notepad, which... I don't think it's happened before. No, first time. First time. It may, well, maybe maybe season one I, I may have written things down. Maybe now. season uh, one, yes. and it's year five. Oh, boy. Showed up with a notepad today. <laughs> Didn't write anything down until he was peer pressured into it. <laughs> but we're making some progress and, and, with the journalistic approach of Chris Chapman. And for the record, nobody was on board with this. It was It was... 
it was uh, Darren in his his own little world, exaggerating again that did, that everybody. Did Jesse and I not have some fun with it, uh, Danny? Uh, Jesse, we, Jesse we told you. Jesse told you that that he doesn't write things down; he tweets them out. And and Danny didn't have a notepad. He totally did. No, he didn't. Some uh, Ben Ben Goats had the notepad. Danny did not. I love my uh, my notepad, but. Uh, it's unbelievable. Jaws T-shirt, yes. notepad, Jaws T-shirt. And it became it it, it became <laughs> like one of those beautiful, wonderful Chapman moments that that we all love. That just organically happens. I am the life of the media room. Outside of the players and the coach, I bring oh the entertainment value to to the media room. It's we, probably a fair statement. We need that. Like, it I, it I keeps things what, loose. What What's Pete thinking? He looks out and he's got the front row. Where where it's Danny and Ben and and um, Jesse and Carp and yeah, the people when, the people who were who are babies, serious they're, they're legit there. good yeah, at their they're job looking out and then in row two there's a guy in a Jaws T-shirt <laughs> and not writing anything down. Yeah, but I thought I thought you won a contest to be in there. No, the yeah, well, okay. the thing oh, is, oh come on, they. Come on. <laughs> and, and you have on many occasions said I ask good questions. No, you do ask good questions. I but, just don't know what you do with the answers. Well, the thing is, they, they're if we want to pull something, it's available on video, so we could pull it, like we did yesterday no, with to, Robin Leonard. To, to Chapman's defense, most of what goes on in a media room is to make sure you're the first one to tweet out the quote on Twitter. So a lot of the the what would ordinarily go into your your notepad darren uh it, it goes right onto twitter and then you can kind of go back to your own feed and look at what your notes are so that you can compile notes for your show i i Is know that the way that's people not do it now yes yeah that's the way people do it now you are just not hip with the times you don't tweet out enough and that's a complaint i've gotten quite a bit from uh from our listeners on the show and maybe you should maybe you should think about like I don't know, modernizing how you go about things. See, there's a, a format where we let the VGK stream tweet it out first before, no, I, I, before I mean, any I get announcers that. do it. So that's why I, that's why that. I don't live tweet. The, that uh, might be a way for you to get numbers. more followers than Vince Scully. <sighs> I don't need any more Ooh, followers. You, heard, you, just, you just heard his, you just heard him, <laughs> Chapman. You Crushed heard him. his pride. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, did. Yeah, actually, I'm not. But I'm, I'm really, I'm really focused on my TikTok right now. TikTok? Yeah. Are you? Yeah. 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 You guys want to do a dance with me? <laughs> nope. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. Uh, we have one timers coming up, uh, but right now, two tickets to the VGK and the Seattle Kraken on Tuesday night. Let's do the caller number for tonight, okay. and maybe we'll do some trivia uh, later in the week when we have two more tickets to give away. Caller number, Ryan, what should we go with? So I'm I'm going to go with number 48 because that's the magic number for Alexander Ovechkin, number 48. Number 48, 702-876-1340. If you want to have an opportunity to go to the VGK Seattle Kraken season opener on Tuesday night at T-Mobile Arena, be caller number 48. We have one-timers coming up next. Uh, and in between that, Chris Chapman answering a whole lot of phones with his notepad right beside him. It's Fox Sports Las Vegas. 
Blunt to the near wing. Big shot, he scores! It's time for one-timers. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day. And it's a tie hockey game. On the BGK Insider Show. Congratulations, Nicole. You are going with one other person to Tuesday's season opener. You're number five at the Vegas Golden Knights, uh, hosting the Seattle Kraken at T-Mobile Arena. On behalf of the VGK Insider Show, congratulations and enjoy the night. And come by and say hi. Uh, Ryan Wallace and I up in Section 104, hanging out, uh, getting ready for the game, 4 to uh, 6. And we'll also be doing the TV thing uh, out on the, the mezzanine. Uh, on that night, but uh, looking forward to it. Congratulations to Nicole, and we're working on a couple more tickets uh, later on this week uh, to give away for that season opener. We have news on the Jack Eichel front. Double D, Darren Drager, saying from TSN that uh, the Buffalo Sabres and Jack Eichel could be shifting is the word that he used. Uh, I'm going to go with thawing. Uh, there's uh, talks <laughs> with additional teams, and they're getting extra information on Eichel's medical files. And it's giving clubs better idea on his injury situation. It goes on further, and Elliot Friedman has some reporting on this today, Ryan. Okay. That... Uh, uh- yeah, that there's there's just uh, teams that are out there that are willing to go the route that Jack Eichel wants to go, and that is disc replacement surgery. Yeah, it, it's an interesting tweet, and and it came from Nick Kiprios, and the the one that I think is interesting, or the point that I think that's that's incredibly interesting about it is the the idea that the surgery Jack Eichel is looking to do, the disc replacement, is seemingly on the table for some teams. This is coming from Kiprios about 44 minutes ago. Uh, Some NHL teams like, and and he mentions the Rangers, who are in on Eichel, are past the medical issues. It appears the Rangers would support Jack for artificial disc replacement surgery, providing they can come to terms on a hockey trade with Buffalo. No indication they're close on a deal. So it's encouraging for a number of, of, of different reasons. One, it's encouraging that there might be a deal done that moves Jack on from Buffalo and just kind of puts this entire saga to bed. But it's also encouraging that it looks like the destination that Jack would end up going is one that would kind of put where he wants to be in, in, in terms of the surgery uh, closer to getting it done. And, and I think that that's really interesting in all of this is it appears wherever Jack ends up, that's going to be the best avenue for him to get the surgery he's looking to get. How difficult is a hockey deal going to be when you don't really know what you're getting? And keep yeah. in mind, keep in mind, if you acquire Jack Eichel today... And you yep. do the disc replacement surgery. Yeah. You're looking at six months to maybe maybe more than that. But six months puts you on the outside uh, of probably getting him into the season uh, uh, this year. So you're acquiring Jack Eichel, but you're not getting Jack Eichel for another year. That makes it more difficult to me. Yeah, it, it does. I, I think... The, the question that you ask is how difficult is it going to be to make a hockey trade? Well, that depends on 
what the Buffalo Sabres are are kind of going into these negotiations thinking, right? Like, if you have Kevin Adams going into this saying, well, we're trading you a, a healthy Jack Eichel, then I don't think they're, that you're ever going to come to terms on a hockey trade. It's just it, like you're, you're trying to trade an asset you don't have. Yeah. So if there's a more realistic view from the Buffalo Sabres side of things of, of what the asset is and what reasonable uh, compensation would be for that, then I think you can make a deal. But until Buffalo is is kind of wrapping their head about around that, I don't know that anything gets done. You're now to the point where if you're trading him and he's going to have the disc replacement surgery, the team acquiring Jack Eichel isn't going to be able to use him likely this year. Uh, if, you, if you don't amend your asking price, it's not going to happen. Uh, on the injury front, Quinton Byfield, the number two overall pick, uh, was uh, left the game last night, and it's, yep. it's not good. Uh, he went into the, uh, the boards uh, very hard, and we've got a fractured ankle there. Yeah, it's a fractured left ankle for Quinton Byfield. Uh, it collided with Christian Fisher last night in the third period of the L.A. Kings and Arizona Coyotes game. And, you know, for, for Byfield, it looks like he's going to be out for at least the next month. He's listed as week to week. There'll be more imaging and, and kind of a, a better timeline of of his recovery over the next couple of weeks. But it's it's a tough blow for the L.A. Oh. Kings, who I, I think were, were really – looking good down the middle, right? Like, you look at Phil Deneau, you look at Andre Kopitar, uh, you got Quinton Byfield, Gabe Velarde, like, the, the, you've got some players you can rely on down the middle of your lineup, and, and all of a sudden, it's a little bit bare. So, Man, Byfield looked good Quinton. here the other day. Yeah, he, just, he did. He did. Being able to watch him. It was a weird one last night. Uh, did you see the, the, the linesman? Uh, yeah. Ryan Gibbons? Yeah. So, after the National Anthem, he collided with... Uh, with Liam O'Brien of the Arizona Coyotes, like just skating around. And then Gibbons had to be stretched off the ice, and we send our, our best there, uh, hoping that uh, that he'll be able to uh, to get back and things aren't uh, as serious as they necessarily look. But that was like, that was one of the weird situations. Yeah, it, it was it was a strange game, uh, L.A. And, and Arizona. And, you know, you just, you're, you're glad to, to, to know that, it appears that the linesman was was okay after the fact, and um, for Quentin Byfield, it's it's now about rehab. You you have to rehab before you get into you know into NHL action this season. When you know you were you were hoping to just be around and be a contributor from day one, it's it's a tough setback, but you know one that I think ultimately makes you better a better player as you move forward in your career. Hey, tomorrow uh, when we talk to Sam and Ash, can we talk to them about this whole? Uh, accusation that Evander Kane may have used a a fake or falsified vaccination card because I'm curious if if that's what's found to be the case in the National Hockey League investigation. Oh, what's what's he facing for potential punishment legally? Uh, never mind the punishment that he could uh, be handed from from the National Hockey League. Yeah, I don't know. And and I think that's kind of what everyone's focused in on when it comes to this investigation with Evander Kane is is there's really no precedent yet that's been set. So uh, the NHL, if, if they are, are to find that this indeed happened, 
it's kind of new territory, right? In in trying to determine a punishment that is is sufficient and substantial uh, to to what was done, the misconduct that was done. I I don't know. It'll be interesting. The Arizona Coyotes will take on the Vegas Golden Knights tomorrow night. T-Mobile Arena will be uh, in the rink four to six. I bring you the VGK Insider Show, and then six to seven is the pregame show with Ryan Wallace. Phil Kessel won't be part of the group uh, with the Arizona Coyotes because he is missing training camp because of a, an injury that he suffered, a uh, foot injury of some kind, uh, suffered in training leading up to uh, to camp. Uh, I'm going to throw this out there. I think Phil Kessel may have played his last game with the Arizona Coyotes. Uh, there's uh, reports there that uh, the Coyotes are exploring options with him. He's uh, going to be a UFA at the end of the year. They've stripped it right down. Uh, I like Phil is a, a brilliant player. I don't think he has any desire to be on that roster this year. Just I don't think I don't know whether he's asked for a trade or not asked for a trade. I don't think it even goes that far. I just don't think he's he, he hasn't threatened to sit out. He just will not. That's not a great situation for anybody, and and especially Phil. And I I believe once he's healthy, the, you you may see him moved in, in a real hurry. His salary this year is only one million dollars. In fact, I believe the Toronto Maple Leafs are paying more for his salary this year, you know, because of the buyout uh, than than the Arizona Coyotes are paying for Phil. His cap hits much larger, but uh, but because of the way the deal was structured, it's uh, it's really low. You know. Um... <laughs> That's an interesting one because the Phil Kessel at a, a one million dollar cap hit is no, exactly not the cap. The, the cap hits higher, but the oh, actual okay. salary. Sure. Actual, is... I'm sorry, you're you're right. Actual dollars. So Phil Kessel at a high cap hit, but actual dollars being just one million. Like that's a player that is custom built for the Ottawa Senators. Am I right? Yep. You, you get up to the cap floor. You don't have to pay him much. Pay much. It'll be interesting. And Ottawa is still a half million dollars shy of the of the salary cap floor right now. <laughs> That's where the whole Brady Kachuk Man. thing is is actually important to them. They, yeah. they don't want to break the bank because they have other guys coming, but they actually do gotta cash a check here to just to get up to the salary floor. There's different ways to do it, but I, sure. I, I have no yeah. doubt that they they will be disqualified because their their payroll isn't high enough in the salary cap. But it's uh, that's that's not a bad that is not a bad take on the the future of Phil Castle. I I see it lining up where they, Phil's not going to be want to be around there, and I'm sure the Arizona Coyotes, if they're uh, honest, would say, yeah, Phil Phil needs to go somewhere else. Uh, during this whole situation, which is which is not fun. No, it, it's I, I like I'm I'm right there with you on your entire read on this situation. I I want to kind of see where um where the Phil Kessel sweepstakes goes. A couple of goaltending uh, notes for you: Pavel Francouz, who left last night's game uh, for the Colorado Avalanche, is coming up double hip surgery. This past uh, off season, I don't know whether it was a hip. It kind of looked like a knee, but uh, it's it's hard to tell. He just wasn't able to continue. Was waving to the official. Uh, we wish him uh, uh, a speedy recovery. And 
Uh, ben Bishop. How about this? Dallas Stars head coach Rick Bonus says they, their current plan is not to have Ben Bishop playing any preseason games. He he might be done, guys. Yeah. He he might be done. And you see the acquisition of uh of Braden Holpe to come in there with with Hudobin uh and you've got uh, the kid uh as well. Uh it's it's just lining up that that Bishop may be done, which I'm not sure why all the, the there's all the, the the mystery about it, the cloak and dagger, but it it lines up that way. Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, and you know I, I think that kind of lends some clarity, right, on on why Dallas went out and did some of uh, uh, some of what they did in in bringing in Braden Holpe and, and kind of fortifying the goaltending, and uh, hopefully it it isn't the case. Um, but yeah, that's 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 a tough one there. Uh, the Pittsburgh Penguins dealing with a couple of COVID cases. Jake Gensel and Zach Austin Reese have both tested positive. Uh, Jake is asymptomatic, and Zach went through some symptoms. But uh, that's the first kind of situation where there's been uh, I don't know whether they're breakthrough cases. They sounds like it because most players are, are vaccinated. Where you've got a, a couple of cases and just a good reminder for for everybody. Doesn't the in- indication is that it's not going too far uh through but but two players is is quite a bit when you're talking breakthrough cases yeah it's you know it, i guess good that it's it's as contained as it is but you know it, it we still enter into this season i think feeling a little bit more normal but covid's always in the background and and i think this is kind of one of those situations where uh, we get that reminder heading into the regular season. Uh, Canadian teams uh, applying. We're talking uh, Toronto, Montreal specifically, where I've uh, I've seen this, where they're really hopeful that they can get above 50% capacity to start the season. Uh, they're not sure just yet, but the, uh, the Ottawa Senators and the Toronto Maple Leafs are talking to government officials uh, right now. They don't know when that may come, Uh there's an indication that uh, some of the fan base is a little upset uh, because they would they would like to get in and get back to normal. Uh, and there's the vaccination requirement in in Ontario with uh, with on, uh, Ottawa and Toronto, and I believe Montreal is on the uh, on the same wavelength uh, that uh, they have to be vaccinated to get in. But right now in in Ontario, it's 50%. They're hoping that they can get uh, get a little bit more. Uh, those are your one timers for this Wednesday. October 6th on Fox Sports Las Vegas. We're back to the Findlay Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studios. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Here's Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Once again, congratulations to Nicole going to the VGK Seattle Kraken game next Tuesday. And uh, also, uh, Ian Mendez, uh, appreciate you stopping by from The Athletic in Ottawa. Bring us up to date on Evgeny Dodanov as well as the Brady Kachuk uh, saga. And Chapman, where's the notepad? It's in the car. Oh, you left it in the car? You didn't bring it in? No. What if, what if you had to lean on all those notes that you took? Well, we did find out that Will Carrier has a tattoo of a fishing lure. We found that out from Keaton. I didn't Coles. know that until today. Yeah, I didn't know that either. Did you write that down? I did write that down. Get a boy. I yeah, didn't write it down. Yeah. Well, it's it's probably not important to you, but a goofball like me, it, it's kind of relevant. So, 
I, well, you know what we're gonna do? We're gonna fill up that notepit. That, yeah, that's with, what you and I are gonna. I want to fill it up with weird, like goofy, like little tidbits about players. That's fine. Okay. That that's that's fine. I, I like I like it when you're in the media room, though. We, we have good conversations. You're like the the bridge between all the the scribes in the front, and then yeah, Gosher you, you, you know, I I really enjoy Gosher, like just chatting with him. Like yeah, I, I do like, too. Yeah, I mean he's 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 fun guy, to, and we both. Kind of relished and, and enjoyed the fact that the Yankees losing last night was kind of spectacular. I thought you and Dan would get along better. Me and Dan New do Jersey that. guys. We do get along pretty well. Yeah, he's a Mets fan. He's a Jets fan, just like me. Long oh, stop. is he a yeah. Jets fan oh, too? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness, we, that's we suffer. Yeah, and we found out yesterday that uh, Pete is a big football fan, and he said that he roots for the local team where where he and he kind of joked about it. Yeah, there have been a couple along the way. He rooted for the Jets and Giants when he <laughs> yeah. was in New Jersey. <laughs> But he's a he's a big fan of Bill Parcells. He didn't mention the Dolphins. No, well, good. <laughs> oh, yeah. What do you have against the Dolphins? Uh the fact that Dan Marino ruined my childhood. Isotoners? <laughs> oh no, no, not gloves. It was the fact that him and Ken O'Brien, who was the Jets quarterback when I was a kid, they were drafted in the same year, and they they would have duels like. I was at a game, and and O'Brien and and Marino threw for nearly a thousand yards, and the Jets actually won that game in overtime. But yeah, that Marino was was a real thorn in the side of the Jets. They passed on him, so he was the kind of guy who he kind of relished and, and enjoyed Chapman. when they pounded the Jets. Chapman isn't literally every quarterback a thorn in the side of the Jets. No, no, there have been there have been some quarterbacks that the Jets have have had the better end of. Okay, usually you haven't heard of them, but. They're they're as close to being as insignificant as they've ever been right now, right? <laughs> well, no, they, I, I, yeah. I, I'm asking yeah. that as yeah, they're, 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 it's kind of a shame because New York is such a great football city. Like the mm-hmm. Giants and Jets are are so well supported, even when they stink. But they're both teams are are just really. In fact, Pete kind of joked with Alan Snell the other day about wearing a Giants mask in the uh, the media. Room, but uh, yeah, they're 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 both terrible, which is a real shame for for the city because New York loves a winner. I think every city loves a winner, but when you're a winner in New York, it's just different. Mm-hmm. I mean, I remember when the Rangers won the cup, what that was like in '94. Even though even though I was not rooting for them, the memories I have of the way that city celebrated, it's truly remarkable in that city when you win a championship. Forgot about Alan Snell was in there too. Not he's, today, yeah, but he's, he's usually been yeah. around there. Um, yeah, I like hanging out. I haven't seen uh, Grainy in a while. Yeah, yeah, he was there one day last week, I think. He's got a uh, well. He's been busy with uh, Raider stuff, uh, Raider stuff, yeah. uh, all that kind of stuff. I, I'm gonna let you. I'm gonna invite you up to the third row and hang out with with Gosher if you guys are such good buddies. I like Gosher. I like Gosher a lot. Yeah, I enjoy his company. I think you guys got to work on your your friendship, your bonding. <laughs> he can help you. He's got yeah. a good notepad. Uh, Thanks for everybody for listening. More tickets to give away later on this week.